Bringing you the top stories from Bonners Ferry to St. Mary's and everywhere in between. This is the North Idaho PrepCast with Ryan Skaggs. That's right. It is another edition of the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. Brought to you by the Idaho Division of Public Health. Brandon Bainey with Ryan Skaggs talking about everything going on up north in District 1 in the state of Idaho. Ryan, what's shaking? Nothing. It looks like you're... Uh... You're missing some mittens in a chair because you're about to be Bernie Sanders sitting outside with that coat on. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So uh, funny story about the coat. Uh, We just ordered it. So I'm I'm a I'm a bigger guy. Right. I'm like six foot three, six, four, you know, 300 bills. And uh, so it's hard to go like in store to buy clothing and like winter coats and stuff. So my wife ordered this for me. She is coming back home from a business trip today and she wants to know how it fits. And as soon as we're done recording, she's going to be coming home. So I figured it would just be better to have the jacket on now uh, so I can show her how well it fits. Is that so, a Carhartt too? Uh, it's not a Carhartt. Okay. It is a, I couldn't tell because I saw the patch there in the corner. But it's a Columbia. Looks like, okay. Looks like Columbia. a Columbia. So, yeah. So, so I mean, yeah. it might be what I need Friday night up in Sandpoint. So we'll see. <laughs> That's right. That's right. So yeah, if you if you want to see my Bernie Sanders jacket, uh, you can uh, watch the video of this on the IdahoSports.com YouTube channel and or the Facebook page. Uh, if you just want to hear the audio, you can do that, of course, uh, at IdahoSports.com or wherever you download your podcasts. All right, Ryan. Well, we talked about last week on the PrepCast that uh, we probably were going to have to talk some state soccer because we thought there was going to be several teams from the North that would come through and deliver state titles. Only one did. I'm starting to think we might be the kiss of death for certain, for certain teams. Yeah. And I, it was the, I think the team, I don't know if we, if I actually picked them to win it all. Um, I certainly said that they had a chance in the top four and they fulfilled that. That was Lake city girls uh, winning it all in the five, eight, but yeah, we we were kind of the kiss of death for a few teams, and I feel bad. But um, you know, a couple of the other teams pulled through. But Lake City Boys took fourth. Um, so a good week for the. I mean, the T Wolves down there. But I know that Lake City Boys wanted to win the state championship, but they ran into a couple buzz saws along the way, and basically losing in that three four match to Rocky Mountain too, um, in a tough match. But uh, and then uh, Sandpoint Boys taking second was awesome. So I mean, congratulations to the Bulldogs. I don't think that they really saw themselves. In the title game, I don't know if we picked that either. I'm trying to remember. I know that they had a chance um, at some success, but, um, you know, they lost a tough one in the title game. But, you know, second place isn't a bad season by any means, um, especially coming out of the IEL, which is uh, a tough league. And you're not going to get the best bids to state necessarily most of the time. Um, And, uh, you know, so – but the Lake City girls, you know, coming from the four seed to win it all – uh, hats off to them. That was, that was awesome. So that's a, that's a great run by them through the state tournament to win it all. Yeah. And I, I predicted that Boise would be the team that would get to the championship from that bottom half of the bracket. And that's who Lake city defeated. It was a really awesome championship match. Lake city wins one to nothing. The game winning goal came with just three twenty nine to play in regulation. Elliot Cordes scored the game winning goal for Lake city. Uh, that, I mean, it was zeros for almost the entire match. What a, yeah. what a dramatic win. Yeah. A great win for them. And, and, like you said, with adding the drama of, of the, the way, I mean, the goaltenders in that game played awesome. Um, but the defensive battle, I mean, they just went back and forth up and down the field and um, a chance for, for the T-Wolves to, to pull it out was, was awesome getting that goal uh, with just a little bit of time left. So, and, and Boise did threaten too late um, and they, 
you know, Lake City took care of business, and that's awesome. So congratulations to them. Yeah, uh, it's always nice to bring a state title uh, home up north. You mentioned the Sandpoint boys took second, which is great for them. And then at the at the 3A level, we talked about coming in, how on the girls' side, Coeur d'Alene Charter had just been this dynasty, right? They had won, yeah. I think, I think five of the last six. So, you know, they've only been playing soccer for like roughly 10 years, and they've been pretty much a powerhouse from the jump. Uh, they got upset in the opening round, which was it was crazy. The top team in 3A boys sun valley community school and the top team in 3a girls Coeur d'Alene charter both kind of these dynasties both got upset on day one but at least for the panthers you know a lot of teams when they lose and they're they're heavy favorites at state and things like that um they kind of pack it in and shut it down but i will i will give credit to coach stacy smith and the Coeur d'Alene charter girls for not packing it in and shutting it down and, and battling all the way back to win uh the consolation match yeah that consolation championship i think you know you always want to end on a high note um, and like you said, we've seen teams I and mean, we see it a lot in basketball, especially if you get an upset in the first round, it's kind of like take your ball and go home. Um, but they battled, <coughs> excuse me, battled back and, and, uh, pulled out the consolation championship and won the sportsmanship award. So, um, congratulations to them. I mean, they finished with the wins. You finish undefeated after that first round loss, you, you run through the rest of the bracket. You always want to end on that, that W. So. Um, and there's no easy games when you get to state, obviously getting upset in the first round can approve that when you get beat by an eight seed. Um, but no, the, the charter girls, I mean, had a great season. I mean, it's a great program and I know that they're probably looking at being the favorite next year coming into it anyways, cause they're going to return a lot of those kids. Um, so it's, and they're probably going to add to it too. I mean, I know that we've talked about the programs here up North now and how those youth teams are changing. Um, Lake city girls, Coeur d'Alene charter, Coeur d'Alene high school, um, they're all going to be loaded next year in soccer and Sandpoint as well. You know, another team that missed out having undefeated season, losing in the districts and uh, lose and congratulations hats off to Moscow for winning that consolation in the forays. I know they're not in district one, but um, they're in that IEL group and, and they took care of business to come back and make it there and did something that people probably didn't put on the radar with a losing record to do that in the four a ranks is, is pretty impressive. So the bears, um, put together something so that IEL and and even the IML you know soccer is pretty strong here and it's looking good for the next couple of years yep I agree 100 percent. they had a great showing at state even if it was uh not the teams we were expecting uh you know it's nice to have those pleasant surprises along the way yeah. so uh state volleyball is uh this week Ryan it's all up north in your neck of the woods it's nice yeah. to see the north actually host a state event <laughs> yeah and I mean it's been up here for the last couple of years which has been cool um, but they do a great job. I mean, we've got great facilities up here. Lakeland High School's got an awesome gymnasium. Coeur d'Alene redid theirs and opened last year, um, you know, adding some extra seating there. Uh, Lake City's got an awesome facility, and so is Post Falls Arena. Post Falls is awesome um, as far as high school venues go. So um, it's a great, yeah, great facilities, a lot of hotel space up here in a time of year that the town kind of empties out with, all the tourists gone and it's a, it's a great opportunity to host a state event and uh, post falls is going to be taking on Lake city in the first round. Um, so you got a local affair at least, and that's going to be happening over at Coeur d'Alene high school um, for the five A's is where who's Coeur d'Alene's hosting the five, a tournament uh, post falls drawing the two seed in Lake city, making their way in on that play in game. Um, so, you know, obviously you got an IEL battle in round one. You don't want to, you want to see both take advantage of, of the tournament, but um, you'd like to see them separated in the bracket, but that's not how it was seated. So, 
It's the way it goes sometimes. So let's do just like last week with state soccer. We've got the brackets. We'll put them up on the screen. It kind of cuts off our faces halfway. It makes us kind of look like two-faced. So I'm going to make us a little smaller there so it's not as apparent. And then, yeah, here's here are the um, – that's football. Let me get volleyball. (laughs) As I say, that doesn't look (laughs) – Here we go. We're just going to pick based on mascots, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so here here is the 5A state volleyball bracket. If you're watching the video, uh, you can see the bracket up on the screen. If you are listening to this, you can also go to our website, idahosports.com. We've got all the state volleyball brackets right there on the homepage as well. You can follow along as we talk about it. You mentioned it, Post Falls, the number two seed, playing seventh seeded Lake City. What's interesting with Post Falls is uh, the way the Max Preps rankings worked this year, teams were only supposed to report matches that were best two of three or best three of five. Um, so a lot of times you go to these tournaments and you're playing pool play. It's like a best of two. Uh, so those don't count. Post Falls had several tournaments, a couple in Washington and, and one in Lewiston at the start of the year. All those matches that they won didn't actually count uh, towards their record because they were best of two. And so because of that, they could have been, I really do think the number one overall seed, oh, but, absolutely. but because that they weren't able to report all of their matches, they did get dinged a little bit, but still number two, pretty impressive for, again, I talked about it coming in. I, I personally thought Coeur d'Alene was kind of the favorite just because they've kind of been the favorite up there the last several years. And so for post falls, this was really a nice season and here they are uh, competing uh, as the number two seed overall against Lake city. Yeah, and they're and they're battle tested. I mean, they played a lot of the Spokane schools, um, which is a is a is a very strong volleyball uh, league that GSL is. I mean, playing some of those tournaments, I got post falls in the title game. Um, I really do. Just thinking, looking at who they've got and who they've played, um, I they did get slighted a little bit. I mean, I think in the rankings, like you talked about, um, but they just they got a, such a strong team, and and especially you know you look at some of the youngsters too. They've got height up front. So, you know, they do a great job. I really do. I have them in the title match. I don't necessarily want to make a prediction for a state championship, um, but they're going to they're going to make some noise. Lake City, I think, can make noise in the consolations. Um, Just they're playing great right now. They're on a roll. Um, It would not surprise me if they make it to the consolation final. Um, If they because I'm obviously picking post falls to defeat Lake City in the first round. I've got Mountain View over Madison. I'm gonna pull an upset. I always like the upset specials. Um, and then uh, I think Skyview is gonna make it to the title match as well. So I've got Lake City or sorry, Post Falls and Skyview in the championship. Yeah, I think I think this is kind of the easiest one to predict because yeah. Skyview is <laughs> really good. <laughs> Skyview is so dominant that. Um, I mean, they beat the number one team in the country earlier this year. Assumption yeah, they're going to win it all. <laughs> Let's be honest. I mean, I'll, it, make, it I'll is... make a prediction. Skyview's the champ, but I think both falls. They make it interesting in the championship match. Yeah, it's it, but I, I agree. Post Falls could easily get there, and um, but this is Skyview's deal to lose. So yeah. Uh, 4A, we don't have anything to talk about because Lakeland, uh, just like Sandpoint Girls Soccer, Lakeland was the number one seed at Districts and uh, we're playing Moscow in the championship match. It went five sets and they lost three to two. So, you know, everybody oh, is sick of Moscow on the girls' side. Get, just Dude, get Moscow out of here. Spoiler this year. And Lakeland was up eight in that final set. They only needed one point to put it away. Moscow scores eight in a row. And then puts them away in the in the in the clincher, 
and Moscow punches their ticket to state. So we'll have a new champ in 4A. Uh, Lakeland, I know, is disappointed because they had a solid team. And we talked to they're playing really well down the stretch. But Moscow comes back and plays spoiler again. Um, you know, kind of the thorn in the side of the north right now. Um, <laughs> but, you know, hats off to the Bears getting getting to state. Yep, absolutely. The 3A state tournament's going to be at Lake City High. We've got uh, the Kellogg Wildcats seeded fifth. They will play fourth seeded Parma, and they're on the same side of the bracket as top ranked Sugar Salem and eighth ranked uh, Snake River. What, what do you think about Kellogg's chances? Um, I mean, I think, you know, they've got a, a, I mean, that league was pretty tough, too. We look at it. Kellogg's played a lot of big schools. Um, so their record obviously doesn't look the greatest. I mean, they played down, you know, like, I believe they played in that Lewiston tournament too. Um, but, you know, they've played some of the bigger programs. They played Lake C- uh, Lakeland. They played some of the 4A teams. So they're they're tested. I It wouldn't surprise me if they make it to the semis. I don't – Sugar's pretty dang good. Um, there's a reason they're the number one seed. So, um, But I like their chances of placing at State for sure. I think if they're not going to um, – make it to the title match. I mean, beating sugar, that's a tall task. I at least see them in that three, four match pretty easily. Um, Parma's not bad either, but I, I'd like the, the wildcat or sorry, the Kellogg's chances of, uh, of getting there. So, and Timberlake, you know, not to be slept on either. They're, you know, historical basketball school, but I know that, I mean, you look at the size of the front line that they've got in volleyball, you know, at the net, they protect pretty well. So I, I wouldn't be surprising if they can, if they don't beat Fruitland, you know, they could make some noise on the back end of the bracket and the constellations. Yeah. So you've got seventh seeded Timberlake taking on second seeded Fruitland, also on their side of the bracket, number three, Kimberly, and number six, Weezer. Um, yeah, I, I think we could easily see Timberlake and Kellogg meeting up, maybe maybe on that consolation side, uh, yeah. duke, duking it out. Uh, again, kind of like 5A, this is an easy one to call Sugar Salem. Overwhelming yeah. favorite, thirty-five and zero. They, yeah. I mean, they've they've beaten five A schools. They've beaten four A schools. They've only dropped like four sets all year. Yeah. Like, four four I mean, I would like to see them play Skyview. Let's be honest. Like, I mean, <laughs> but right. That's uh, that's obviously not in the in the mix. I mean, they might play them in club or something like that this summer. But yeah, um, yeah. no, it's a three A. I mean, the North can make a showing. I don't think that they're going to finish in the in the top three. But I think that they could at least take home some hardware on, on the in the blood rounds they say in wrestling. Right, <laughs> right. Well, uh, and that is where our state volleyball discussion ends, Ryan. Because sadly, yeah. there's not any other. You know, at the two A level, St. Mary's we thought had a chance against Orofino, but then they they lost the the play in game at districts to Grangeville. Yeah. So then Grangeville played Orofino in that best of three. The Maniacs, I do think, have sneaky potential in sure. the 2A bracket for sure. Yeah, those will be played at Lakeland High School. So, yep. you know, it's a uh, good luck to the Maniacs. I mean, they're, you know, we kind of share the district. So I guess we got to talk to talk about them a smidge. But right, yeah, right. It's... <laughs> I, do, I, I do think Orofino has, has some sneaky underdog potential and dark horse potential for sure. The 1As, we kind of touched on this last week where Wallace won the 1A D1 district uh, one tournament and Clark Fork won the one AD two district tournament. Well, instead of awarding the district winners with a trip to state, they had to turn around and play a play in match this past Saturday. Let's start with Wallace at the D one level. They had to play Genesee, the third place team from district two um, got swept three, nothing. And so for Wallace, it was disappointing because I know they had a really nice season and everybody was really excited uh, but to see them fall one step, one half step short of state is kind of disappointing. Yeah. And I mean, 
we'll we'll touch on it in football too. But um, yeah, I mean, obviously, you don't want to fault a team for being in a small conference. It's not anything they can control. Um, so to only get a half bid, so you have to play in that play-in game, is is an insult. I mean, a little bit. I, and I, you know, splitting it with, you know, the play-in game with the the White Pine League or you know, some of those teams down there in, in that central Idaho, that district too, you know, those programs are all good. Genesee is just as good as Prairie and a lot of the other schools that are in that conference. So, you know, it's uh, uh, to have them play in a, a play-in game against a team that Genesee could very well place at state um, is very tough to see. I mean, it really is difficult because you want to reward the teams that do what they're supposed to do at the birth of the state. You expect to win your district. You expect to be be going to state, and that's not necessarily the case. And, uh, you know, I hope that that gets changed in the future. I know that football, it'll get adjusted a little bit with the, the 1A, D2 ranks with Wallace and Lakeside being able to come back down, but – um, which is going to make for a really competitive conference with Mole and St. Regis next year. But, um, <clears throat> you know, you, we saw it in the 1AD2s with Clark Fork, who had a great season, too, and they're a perennial, you know, appearance at State, too, and they lost to Deary 3-1. Um, you don't want to slight these schools by giving them the plans. I mean, they play each other, the 1AD1 and 1AD2. That is a tough conference that they have. Yeah, they're different classifications, but they beat up on each other all year. And, you know, they're very deserving, I think, of a trip to state, and it's it's tough. It really is difficult to see, and I hope that the state can rectify that moving forward. Um, but we kind of have to deal with what we deal with right now. Yeah, Clark Fork especially. I mean, the Wampus Cats uh, are missing out on state for the first time since 2016. They've kind of been a fixture and uh, historically a, a very good program, too. That Absolutely. Wins a lot. Uh, yeah, they kind of had to overcome some adversity on Saturday where they traveled for their play-in match uh, at, to Lewiston. And I don't, I don't know what happened, but they didn't have their head coach. She yeah. was able to kind of FaceTime with the team as the match was going on, but uh, it was it was the JV coach who was leading Clark Fork in person in that match. And that I mean, that's a lot to overcome just, you know, from a psychological perspective. And so um, I think if Clark Fork, you know, I don't want to make use that as an excuse, but I really do think Clark Fork, you know, nine times out of 10 probably beats Deary in that yeah. matchup. Yeah, I mean. We could go back to that Lakeland Moscow match. We saw what that happened there. I mean, how many times out of these teams that you know they they get surprised in a in a play-in situation and, and the underdog wins? But yeah, Clark Fork being in a, backed into a corner with a tough situation with their coach being gone. I mean, we're creatures of habit. Let's be honest, and you you're used to having that leadership role in front of you, especially as a kid. Um, you know, playing you you want your coach to be there because that's the voice that's in your head when you're playing you can hear your adjustments and all that stuff and and coaches aren't all the same um assistants have a different way of thinking and sometimes they maybe don't have as much experience as the head coach and that's why the head coach is there um so yeah it's unfortunate the wampus cats missed out because they're they are a historically solid volleyball program um so it's you know hats off to deary and their chance to to maybe make some noise down at Lewiston High School, but uh, yeah, it's uh, it's tough. Yeah, Definitely. for sure. So state volleyball this week, we'll be cheering on the teams from the north. There aren't uh, a ton, but at least they get to host. So uh, it'll it'll be exciting to see how they stack up and compete uh, across the volleyball. Yeah, league. I'll make a prediction that District One wins in the first round of the girls tournament. 
Uh, at which level? Five A. <laughs> oh, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Because Post Falls and Lake City are playing yeah. each other. Yeah. <laughs> Boy, it's really, really stepping out on a limb there. Uh, yeah, so. a rough, rough prediction there. <laughs> yeah. Well, we'll uh, we'll take a break here on the uh, North Idaho Prepcast, and when we come back. We'll open up those football brackets and really start breaking it down and analyzing how we think the teams up north are going to fare in this year's football postseason. We'll be back right after this message from the Idaho Division of Public Health on the North Idaho PrepCast on IdahoSports.com. It's time to start planning for back to school. That's why I got my kids vaccinated for COVID-19. Kids 12 and older can get vaccinated. The vaccines have been researched and tested. They're safe and they work. And I hope everyone will choose to get vaccinated too. Welcome back to the North Idaho PrepCast. Brandon Bainey with Ryan Skaggs talking about football. Here we go. The brackets are actually done. I don't have to crunch numbers anymore. It's such a relief. <laughs> yes, we're not a – we, we got to take off those green caps and turn off our little text light that we have next to our computer. So, <laughs> <laughs> Green caps? Are you talking about the little visor? Oh, visor with the green lens on the top of it. So. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's not quite tax season yet. I'm not I'm never fully ready for tax season, but especially not during the fall. Uh well, so, somebody be taxed this week because they gotta pay some dues and beat some tough teams. So <laughs> there you go. Way to bring it back in, Skags. That's what That's we right. pay you yeah. the big bucks for. The segue, yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's just start at the top uh with, with the five A bracket. We have this wild Kansas City <sighs> playoff on Monday between uh Coeur Post Falls and Lewiston because backed into a corner last Friday night, Coeur d'Alene absolutely routes Lewiston. Yeah, you don't want to back baby into a corner. Um, Coeur d'Alene showed up and and you know their offense, gosh darn man, they they took care of business and took Lewiston to the woodshed. Um, and you know from a couple of players that we didn't really expect on the offensive side, we more expected um, Isaiah to, to really take over on defense this year. We talked about him as, as a corner, but man, on offense, he went off against Lewiston and had a couple touchdowns. Um, Bankston settled down. I mean, that was the one thing that, and it was kind of interesting because obviously we were doing the game at Sandpoint and Lakeland, but when I left Coeur d'Alene, because that's where I live, the weather kind of stunk. And I was wondering, like, how is Coeur d'Alene going to fare throwing the ball with inclement weather and in a rushing game kind of back and forth with Lewiston? Because you know, Lewiston's running attack is so good. Um, and Coeur d'Alene held what they held, uh, Lewiston's running back to, I believe it was only like 41 yards rushing or something like that. And, uh, that was, yeah. I mean, the, the Vikings defense showed up to only hold Lewiston to a touchdown was, was huge. Um, and then obviously in the, in the tie break on Monday, that back and forth battle was insane. Uh, took all three rounds cause it's a double elimination situation in that one. And uh, took all three all three rounds to for Coeur d'Alene to pull it out and uh, and beat the Bengals. Yep. So Coeur d'Alene, uh, by winning the Kansas City playoff, wins the district. Lewiston finishes second. Post Falls finishes third. And unfortunately, that is where they could not finish. If they yeah. finished first or second, Post Falls, all three, all three teams would have been in the playoffs. But if Post Falls finished third, because of that big school winning percentage we talked about, they just got edged out by Bora in that category. So post falls just misses out there. The first team out of the playoffs, which is too bad because I really do think in a vacuum post falls is probably better than some of the teams that are in like from the East, you know, yeah. possibly I don't want to disparage 
any teams, but you know, I, I look at Madison, right? And I'm like, they got using, spanked by Lewis in the beginning of the year. I mean, using the eye test, you know, Post Falls yeah. is probably better, but this is the way it goes, right? Yeah. Well, and, and I think Post Falls, like we talked, you, I heard you talk with Scott Burton a little bit about it, about scheduling and how those rankings kind of work through and into the mix. Um, but you talked, and that's in the 4A ranks, but it does apply to 5A teams and how you schedule. And Post Falls scheduled the two 4A teams, um, Sandpoint and Lakeland, both playoff teams but classification wise the sam those wins didn't really count for them because both those schools are under the threshold for the large school cutoff so there was kind of a moot point it was great for your overall record yeah you got you got a couple wins out of that or well at least with lakeland you got the win out of lakeland but you lost sandpoint um but it, it didn't help them any to for that playoff chance and so you know moving forward they're going to continue to schedule those games i don't see those getting canceled but your non-league ones, you really kind of got to watch now how you schedule stuff when you end up in these situations. I see the tiebreakers going to be an annual thing now. <laughs> I really do see the, the playing field leveling. And, and I think Lake City is getting to the point where they're going to start, you know, pretty soon throwing their hat in the ring too um, and having a say in that as well. So it's a, you know, you, it's hard because you in football, you can't add an extra week for a play-in because I think that's, that would have been the better solution um, would have been an extra round to where you could have let post falls and, and Bora settle it on the field. Um, but, you know, that's kind of the way the cookie crumbles and post falls didn't show up in the Kansas city tiebreak. I mean, let's just be honest. Yeah. And I mean, think about they're they're a play away from winning the league, right? Yeah. They, they missed they're that. A field away, goal. They're a kick away from yeah going undefeated through the conference. Yeah. Which is just heartbreaking, but yeah. That is life, and that is football sometimes. So. Story of kickers. I mean, really, and I don't want to put pressure on that kid, but I mean, I've been in that situation too in high school where we were a kick away from winning league two. So it's uh, it's kind of a rough spot to be in. Well, and I will say this in defense of kickers, um, there's probably lots of things the other players could have done to avoid being in that situation as well. Absolutely. Right? Like not giving up a touchdown with a minute and 27 seconds left. Right. So <laughs> it's yeah. yeah, it's a bummer for post falls that, but they're, they're, they'll be good. I mean, they, they bring back yeah. a lot of good players next year. So yeah, their running attack is going to be really good next year. Yep. So not anything too much to talk about with the five, a ranks, right? Coeur d'Alene gets the first round by Lewiston is going to play capital. Um, but, for Coeur d'Alene, they're going to get the winner of Eagle and Bora. I will tell you right now, that's going to be Eagle. Yeah, and um, Eagle's tough. <laughs> you know, Eagle's Eagle's tough, but it's not it's not like last year where they they no. were really good with Ben Ford, who uh, was a great dual threat quarterback, who's now at Boise State. Mm-hmm. Eagle's a little bit different. They they lost their best player of the season on the opening quarter. Uh, Ethan Makita, yeah. really, really yeah. good slot back. Um, they have another kid, Duarte, who transferred in from California. That's the thing with these Boise schools. They're all littered with kids from other states, Oregon, California, because we talked about it. People are moving into the state of Idaho. And of course, Coeur d'Alene sees that as well from Washington. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think it's going to be Eagle pretty easily. And and in that matchup, I like Coeur d'Alene over. I, I, I think Coeur d'Alene right now, that post falls game was a real wake up call for them. Yeah. And the way the bracket's looking, I like Coeur d'Alene to get to the title title match. You know, I like what Coeur d'Alene – I mean, because I, I had that post-falls game too, and we, we talked about it. was like, man, I don't know what's going on with their rushing attack. Um, you know, it just looked 
I don't want to say they looked like they were asleep at the wheel against Post Falls, but obviously it was that homecoming week and everything else, and there's all the other noise going on. Um, but man, what they did to Lewis in that woodshed beatdown was, I mean, you kind of, everybody in the state kind of, I think, took notice. Um, that it's like, yeah, they're still the Vikings. I mean, they're still the team that went to Seattle and, and beat, you know, North Creek and some of those other schools. So, I mean, like, they're, they're battle tested. Um, yeah, I mean, I, Eagle's good. And I think people start to look at, at Southern Idaho and immediately go, oh, well, they, they all play each other and they're super tough. We're going to go ahead and get them. Cordelaine at home, you know, in the first week in November with a, you know, a healthy offense now. I mean, I think Bankson played normal. He wasn't gimping around at all like he was against Post Falls. Um, I'll take the Vikes. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. I, I, I like Cordelaine there. Uh, let's move on to the 4A bracket where, again, if you're watching this on IdahoSports.com, you can uh, see the bracket up on the screen. Maybe go full size on your screen because there's 16 teams here, so they're all kind of squeezed in. <laughs> it's by far the largest bracket. Yeah. <laughs> um, this this was all seated according to Max Preps rankings, the top, with the exception of the top five teams automatically go to the five district winners and yeah. how about this we talked about it sandpoint we thought was going to finish one or two uh and host all the way through sandpoint is the number one overall seed how about that for the bulldogs yeah and not only are they the number one overall seed but minico's on the bottom half of the bracket too um draw minico at the three to me was kind of a shocker um i know that i mean they went undefeated but the schedule wise and strength of schedule and all that stuff and impressive wins. Um, you know, you talked about it with Scott last week um, with Pokey getting the two seed. I mean, Cordelaine really lucking out with getting Emmett and Blackfoot on their side of the bracket, I think, are both winnable games. The Bulldogs got a winnable game in round one with Mountain Home. Um, we'll have that one here on IdahoSports.com. I'm excited to call that game because, you know, you get a team playing in uh, in fall on the shores of Lake Ponderay. It's uh, going to play to the favor of the, of the Bulldogs for sure. Um, and then if they run through the bracket, I mean, we're looking at a state title in the Kibbe Dome. So that's a, a title game up here up north would be pretty awesome to have. I, I think this sets up so well for Sandpoint. And I've yeah, kind of... It couldn't have gone any better. Absolutely. Yeah, they, they basically control their own destiny. And so um, 4A's been kind of a hot mess this year, right? Everyone's just been beating up on each other. And I, I've kind of maintained since really mid-September that I thought Sandpoint was the best, most complete team in the 4A ranks. I called it after the Coeur d'Alene game. Right. I'm saying. <laughs> Week two. <laughs> it's like Sandpoint's going to be playing. They're going to be one of the top four teams. And they still can't get any respect in the polls. Not, not that the polls matter, but no. they were third in the media poll this week. I, I had them second. but People are looking at records. And, I mean, they've got, you know – two losses, one to Coeur d'Alene that was a one-possession game and one to Homedale who boat races everybody. So um, I don't put a lot of merit in, in the polls because you look at Sandpoint's roster, and they were missing two of their better players, I mean, that, that were on the sideline um, in that game against Lakeland, and they still just routed the Hawks. Yeah. yeah. So close. Right. So, yeah, that was a big win for Sandpoint playing the 16 seed Mountain Home. The only reason Mountain Home is in the playoffs is because it was predetermined that their league got three teams in. They finished third. They haven't won in a long time. They won their games early. Um, they beat Burley by a touchdown Otherwise, in, in the first game of the year. Otherwise, Burley is in that spot. This is easily – I, I could name 
three or four teams that are more qualified to be in the playoffs than Mountain Home. It's not anything against the Tigers. They're working within the parameters of what was set up. But this is this is a slam dunk for Sam Point right yeah. out of the get-go. So Yeah, I mean, this is like a true one versus 16 in the NCAA tournament. Yes. <laughs> like this is Duke and Prairie View A&M, yeah. <laughs> right exactly uh as we go to the bottom half of the bracket that's where the lakeland hawks are residing uh they got seeded number 11 and they will take on the six seed skyline this will be a game inside holt arena on thursday night at 8 30 so a little thursday night football that's a game that we will have for you the audio broadcast on idahosports.com so second year in a row lakeland gets in second year in a row they got to travel to pocatello for the first round and not only travel to pocatello but travel to pocatello midweek on a thursday um right was that due to the the Bengals playing on saturday in in holt yes so isu has a home game saturday which means thursday and friday were the only days that were available uh the pocatello schools i think i i can't say for sure but i think the pocatello schools kind of get the first bite at the apple so to speak since they since they are partnered with holt arena all season and they got the friday games right highland and pocatello got the friday games so that leaves the other teams that want to play in there having to settle for thursday so yeah and that's tough i mean because i i mean just because of knowing the lakeland staff they weren't thrilled about a thursday game let's be honest so (laughs) there was a little bit of a a frustration i mean that's a long they're going to stay the night thursday after the game so they're going to travel leaving early thursday morning uh, which sets up for a, I mean, that's a heck of a long day. That's a long bus trip. Yeah, yeah. that's that's a long I one. Mean, as far as a draw, if you're going to be an at-large team, I think that they got a decent draw on who they play in the first round. Um, I mean, Skyline is good. Let's let's be honest, but also they do have some some you know some holes in their armor. And um, if Lakeland's back at full strength and healthy, I know that their free safety was out last week. Um, it was, you know, I, I I see them having a shot. I mean, they, they showed up last year in the playoffs and made a really interesting game in their first-round game, uh, losing a tough one on the road. But if they can get their offense rolling again, the, the Hawks got a puncher's chance. Yep, I agree. They lost to Sentry last year, 17-14. to 14. Sentry was a, a semifinal team. Skyline, uh, name brand recognition. People are going to look at that and go, wow, yep, Skyline's good. They're the defending 4A state champs. They're the number six seed overall. You look at their record, wasn't super impressive. Their max mm-hmm. preps rating got boosted up because they played Rigby close and yep. lost. That's really what what boosted them up. So I I think this is a very winnable game for Lakeland. Um it just depends. the The travel factor is going to be significant. Yeah, as, as we. I mean, it, it's what's interesting about Lakeland too is that we've talked about it. You know, their defense was going to keep them in games all year, and it did, um, and it kept them competitive. I mean, the offense was the one that took time to kind of get rolling, and we didn't really see it happen until, you know, they won a couple close games, but then they just started blowing the doors off people for a couple weeks between Timberlake and Moscow, um, and then last week, I mean. Sandpoint had a defensive scheme that was just, I mean, lights out. They they did what they t- had to do. Um, what I will give Lakeland credit for is that their running attack is so dangerous. I mean, Cornish is one of the fastest kids in the state of Idaho at running back. Um, you know, he had an 80-yarder that he busted off against Sandpoint. He only had to literally dodge one tackle, and he was gone. Um, and it was just – so the offensive line is playing a lot better. I'll give them that. Um, you know, they kept – Suko from getting sacked last week. 
Um, but they've got to be able to get the passing game going a little, and they have the they have the threats. That's the thing. They have the threats on the outside between Waddington and and a couple of other receivers, Richie Thomas. I mean, it's they're there. It's just they got to be able to get the ball out of out of Suko's hands. And if they can keep him clean, I'll, I'll give Lakeland a, a you know like a forty percent chance to win. <laughs> like I really, you know, Skyline's a good team, but Lakeland still is Lakeland. Yeah. Skyline's got a good defensive line, so that'll be the biggest uh, challenge to overcome there. And they're not as explosive as last year's team was for Skyline. You know, they they really struggle uh, to score points. They've they've been in some low scoring defensive type games this year, which I think uh, tilts it more towards Lakeland's style. So the, the, the thing about Lakeland too is that what they lack in size because they are a smaller team. Man, they can get out and tempo you to death. I mean, if they get out and they start going no huddle or they go muddle huddle where it's just super quick and they're back on the line, they'll they'll run you into the ground. They really will. For sure. Let's move on to the 3A bracket as we look here. The 3As. And again, this is not a complete bracket yet because after these play-in games occurred, everyone will get reseeded. So Timberlake got a first-round bye for winning the conference. They're going to be seeded somewhere. You won't see them on the bracket yet because we don't know where they're going to be seeded at. Uh, the game we want to focus in on is Kellogg, uh, the runner-up. They will be uh, traveling to South Fremont to play a semifinal team from a year ago. That game is going to be played in Madison at the, the new football field there Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Um, I like Kellogg in this matchup. I'll tell you straight up. South really? Fremont is a team that's underwhelmed me a lot this year. Uh, Timberlake went to South Fremont, right, and played in the season opener, and South Fremont won. But since then, South Fremont has kind of had a backslide where they they really struggle with athletic quarterbacks, and that's where Ripley Luna, I think, can make the the difference for Kellogg. So I I, I like Kellogg straight up in this in this road game. That's that's a bold prediction because I was thinking South Fremont. I mean, yeah, Luna's a great quarterback, but South Fremont's quarterback's pretty darn kid too. And, uh, you know, because I was talking to Craig about Shaver about that yesterday. Like, who did we kind of think about that game? You look at it, obviously, we're stuck way up here in North Idaho and don't get to see a lot of South Fremont on film. Um, you know, their quarterback represents pretty well. But, yeah, I mean, you look at that. I mean, this is the time of year where you get scheming nightmares because you get a short week. You get short weeks to prepare. You don't get a, not necessarily going to get a ton of film from people because teams don't want to rat out their conference opponents. Um, and maybe teams are very selective with who they, what film they give you. Um, so they may get like a week two film against, you know, the Montana school or something like that. Um, South Fremont, I, you get athletes in space, you know, Kellogg's as good as anybody with their athletes. Um, you get into playing in a box. Like if you're going to be playing, you know, in, in between the, the hash marks and you get a team that's going to try to grind on you, that's where Timberlake beat Kellogg. Um, was just between the hashes. They just ran straight down their throat. So if Kellogg's defense plays well, yeah, I think Kellogg can win, absolutely. Um, if they struggle on the other side of the ball and their secondary has some lapses, South Fremont could take advantage of it. Yeah, South Fremont is just a team that I can't figure out because you look on paper and you're like, these guys should be good. And they just yeah. – I don't know. They they hit a slump in the middle of the season and lost to Sugar Salem. And I just, yeah, I'm just not sure it's there, but it'll be interesting. 2A ranks, uh, the bracket is set, but in terms of what's going on up north, it's the only regular season game that's actually still occurring. 
It'll be a, a Friday night showdown between St. Mary's and Grangeville, just like last year. The winner of that game will win the Central Idaho League and will uh, advance to the quarterfinal round. Now, the conference champ would have gotten a buy into the quarterfinals anyway, so that's why they're able to play this game um, while the playoffs are happening simultaneously. Yeah, I'm going to start the chainsaw on this one. I got the loggers. Okay, you've got the I got the lumberjacks. Yeah, absolutely. Got, okay. I got the lumberjacks in this one. Tell me why. They have everybody back. I think they finally everybody's gotten. I don't want to say everybody's gotten COVID, but um, everybody's finally back for this game. I mean, they beat the beat the brakes off of Orfino last week. Um, I mean, they won that game, and you know this is a birth to state. It's an experienced roster. Grangeville's reeling. I mean, they got smoked last week in their game trying to pick up an extra one to fill some holes in their schedule. Um, and no, I, I got the Lumberjacks. I think that coming off of a win and a big win and you're at home and you're playing with that state and Coach Teft back there calling plays, I mean, they're going to be – yeah, I'm going to take them for the, the punch, the ticket to state. Okay. I I, I kind of favor Grangeville, but we'll, we'll see how it goes. Uh, Grangeville, the defending league champ, of course. Whoever wins that matchup, if we pull up the 2A bracket just super quick – Whoever wins is going to be the eight seed. Yep. So. <laughs> yeah. So they'll be the eight seed. I mean, they're going to travel. <laughs> well, they'll travel the number one West side. Yeah. Two time <laughs> defending state champs, Idaho best 27 game winning streak. They haven't yep. lost since September of 2019, but it's the moral victory. I mean, Hey, we won league. Let's yeah. Go play West side. Right. Um, but no, it's a, uh, I think it should be a good game. I don't want to say a shootout. I think it'll be low scoring. I think if St. Mary's beats Grangeville, it's going to be like 14-13. They'll win on a missed extra point. Okay. All right. We'll mark that down. We'll we'll see how we'll see how close you are next week when we revisit that. Let's move to the eight-man ranks, the 1A D1 level. Wallace, how about those miners, huh? They defeated ah. They defeated Lakeside on Friday. Then they had to turn around and do a Kansas City playoff on Monday. They win that after like four possess. Like it went, it had to go four rounds, but they finally pulled it out. Uh, Wallace is a team that's uh, got some momentum, but again, kind of kind of like we were talking about the two A's. They they got to play Oakley right away, which is uh, tough congrats. <laughs> yeah, good job. <laughs> now you get Oakley, uh, and they're playing in Riggins, so they got to travel a little bit too. I mean, good on Oakley for for cutting that distance in half, but um, it's a uh, going to be interesting i mean uh i don't i'm going to take oakley obviously i think that they're one of the better teams in the state you look at them prairie raft river they're all favorites um lapway's got a punter's chance on the outside to make some noise too they've got athletes i mean we know what they can do in basketball well congrats on their coach for getting half that basketball team to turn out for football this year because they can run um they've been putting points on everybody but uh it's a uh, I don't really give the miners a great chance and that's nothing against them and what they've been able to do against Lakeside. It goes back to the conversation of, you know, you want to see league champs not get slided so hard, give them a little bit better shot for taking care of what they do. Um, you're in a two team league. It's going to change next year, obviously, but um, that's tough. You go win and then you win in a tiebreaker and then you go play Oakley in the first round. It's like, there's no real, no real kudos or attaboys for you in that game. Cause you have to travel as a league champ too. Yeah. They see, they see the 12 teams based on max preps rankings. Um, yep. The top four automatically get buys and Wallace was the fifth league champion and they got the very last seed, the 12th seed overall, which again, you know, why can't I look at all these brackets and the only yep. one that seems to me to do it correctly 
is the 4A. Yeah. Right. 4A top five d- seeds automatically go to the district champs. And then we seed everybody else based on the uh, at max preps rankings. Yeah. Whoever's left gets shuffled into the mix. Yeah. Yep. That makes no sense. Yeah. So, or even I'll give 3A two. I mean, they reward their champions with the bye. Right. Um, so, I mean, that's not too far off. But when they go and reseed everything is when it's kind of like, okay, that makes sense. But this uh, not reseeding and then not giving, you know, props to the champions i just wallace that kind of hurts a little bit they could be playing a game you know maybe lake city high school uh hosting that game or something like that instead you go win league and now you get to go travel halfway across the state right, right. now i will i will say for the 1a d1 ranks they have a rule amongst all the coaches that if you're if your first round game is more than a district away you have to go play somewhere in the middle okay. so it's, it's not like wallace could have hosted a game at lake city they still would have sure. had to travel okay. but maybe the matchup is different, right? Yeah. I mean, they could have been playing, you know, one of the at-large team or one of the, you know, second or third place team from the CIL. I mean, that they could have been playing a, I don't know how the seating would have shook, shook out, but it's a, it's, I want to say it's a disservice to them a little bit because of the matchup that they did get. I mean, it would have made sense to maybe play like a Clearwater Valley or right, Potlatch right. or something like that. But Yeah. Yep. So, well, good luck to Wallace. Uh, that game will be Friday at uh, 4 p.m. So, all the ta- times on here are local time. So, 4 p.m. in Riggins is 3 p.m. in Wallace. Yep. So, that'll be uh, a good matchup uh, in Riggins' neutral site game there. 1AD2, we don't have to talk about yet because Mullen St. Regis has a bye, and then they're going to have to travel to carry more than likely, and we can talk about the problems with that bracket and all of that kind of stuff on next week's show because we've run <laughs> long here, Ryan. We're going to keep complaining, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we really do. I mean, it, it does seem like we complain a lot about the, the North Idaho stuff, but I, there, I don't know. There's just like easy solutions i feel like to yeah. some long-standing problems i think it's you know there's the historical things that people want to really look at and i think that they're giving more weight to historical finishes than what's actually logical and fair right. um and what would be the best solution for kids um obviously i know that we can't ride on the i you know ihsaa too much because we we do state tournament broadcasts for them but there are there are some very easy solutions i think that you just strip away names of teams and just look at like what would make the most sense if you have a champion here and a champion there and a champion there like do you want to reward them or not and that's where i think it needs to come down to like i mean people make the other side of the argument like well we've got a team that's two and seven that's going to state as a league champ and then you have a third place team that's eight and three i mean okay whatever but i mean they did what they were supposed to do and won their league so reward them Yep. I agree a hundred percent. So, yeah. all right. Well, lots of uh, volleyball and football action to digest this week. Uh, we will be updating it all on our site, idahosports.com. We'll update the brackets. We'll update the scoreboard. So uh, just keep checking back there. Uh, really, you should just save it on your bookmarks tab on, yeah. your, on your browser, but yeah, you definitely want to be Better checking out your homepage. <laughs> yeah. Even better. Make it the homepage. It is my homepage. So yeah. If you want to be like me and wear a coat inside, uh, <laughs> you're just missing your mittens <clears throat> that's right i'm just missing the mittens um all right that'll do it for this edition of the north idaho Prepcast. ryan skaggs as always thank you it's been a blast yeah been awesome we'll see you next week all right i'm brandon bainey we'll see you next time on idahosports.com